Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. They continue to win. That's our friends at the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Good hockey. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Whether it's single game tickets, uh, a group ticket uh, package, or you want maybe one of the promotional nights that are upcoming. A lot of good stuff going on with the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. All right. All the McAfee stuff you heard in the first segment. Uh, I want to go over this real quick. And and this this is kind of the, the thought process I had last night. 2019. 2019. Things are rolling along, but Aaron had a down year, right? He had a down year. They drafted Jordan Love. That started this, okay? That was the 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 monkey wrench in the gears that that created some of this, right? So Aaron took that, he bounced back, he won the MVP back-to-back years. Two MVPs, but, and I'm going to get back to that. Remember the word but, I'll get back to that, all right? The NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay. All kinds of run room. Lazard over the middle. Threw it to Devontae. Not once, not twice, but three times. Looked awful in the playoff game in what he called perfect conditions against San Francisco. Wasn't all his fault. Big dog fumbled. Offensive line sucked. But again, there's Devontae. When you needed him the most, there's Devontae, Devontae, Devontae. When there's Alan Lazard running across the middle. They kept back Tiari. They paid the man. They kept uh, Kenny Clark. You thought Kenny was a good guy. They paid the man. Elton Jenkins. This year, kept talking about you know what a, what what how he's just become one of the best guards in football. They paid the man. They brought back Randall Cobb just because you needed that guy. They brought him back again and again. Crosby, you know they they you don't kick the veterans to the curb when they're playing well. They they kept Crosby. Big dog, gotta gotta end your career with him, right? They bring him back. He's not a pass catcher, but he's a good locker room guy, good blocker. He's got your back, right? Confident. You know why? Because he's a guy your age, or at least close, right? And they kept Lazard. Don't worry about Devontae. Lazard's going to pick up the slack. There was a lot of times he was wide open, you didn't even throw it to him. A guy that you overlooked wide open in back-to-back playoff games to go to Devontae. They did everything they could to bolster the D within the capabilities of the salary cap because they knew you needed help. So they paid Preston. They paid Devondre. They paid Jair, right? They paid him. Everything you wanted, they did. Adams, your guy, not once but twice in two years, wanted a contract, wanted to get paid. Wanted a deal. But you held the team hostage. Adams got pissed. He's like, look, I'm good too. It proves out he was because the offense wasn't Jack once he left. He said, I want it too. At least talk to me. They're like, we can't even talk to you. We don't even know what the quarterback's doing. We can't talk to you. He got so mad. He said, look, I, I can't. I can't. And then, remember, his parting words were, you know, I love Jordan, but, which we all went, whoa, wait a minute. 
So he's seeing the fact that he wants to get to a gold jacket. He's not even get to a gold jacket with Jordan Love, and you can't make a decision, and he doesn't think you're coming back. So he's like, you know what? I, I can't wait anymore, man. I'm out. I'm out. He went to play with Carr because he wasn't even – you couldn't even tell him whether or not you were coming back. So it wasn't like Devontae had to leave. It was like Devontae wanted to be paid, and everybody waited for you. That circumstance came up because of you, right? Now, fast forward. You keep calling it my locker room. The last I checked, it was the Green Bay Packers. But you put it out there. You want to see how the organization is treated, how other guys are treated, kind of you insinuated before you make a decision. But remember, nobody gets a deal until they know what the hell they're doing with you. But yet you keep saying it's not about the money. And if it wasn't about the money, then why did you take the money? Why did you say I had to be one of the highest paid? $300 million in, right? I got to be better than golf. I got to be better than Mahomes. I got to be better than Carr. I got to be better than Stafford. I, I got to be better than everybody else. I got to have Mo. And now you see, you're like, they can't make deals and do everything they want to do and keep the team for years down the road viable because they've got to pay you. You know, if there was $10 million, $12 million on the table, there's probably another good wide receiver sitting in, the, in that room right now. Or yeah, so another offensive it wasn't line. About the money. Wasn't about the money. If it wasn't about the money, then why take it? If it's not about the money, then why take it? You earn the right to step away. You earn the right to stay away. To go to a beach, to go to a mountaintop, to do whatever it is you want to do. But the hypocrisy continues to leak out when you talk about building relationships. You made the comparison yourself when you said, Tom, when you talk to Tom, it is all football all the time. That's not me. Well, Tom's got seven rings because it is all football all the time. In the biggest moments, I have defended you, and I know your th thumb was banged up this year at the end of the season. Your knee was banged up this year, but you look slower. You look less quick. Your decision-making was a little bit questionable and slower this year your reaction time, and then you keep talking about this mutual want. Well, it's up to both sides. It's not just me. It's, you know, you got to, you know, if, if they want me back. And, and, and even Gutekind said, where the hell are you getting at? What do you mean? We did everything you wanted to do. We did everything. We brought back Cobb. We brought back Big Dog. We kept Alan Lazard. We paid Bakhtiari. We brought in Kenny Clark. We paid Elton Jenkins. Everything you wanted to do. We traded up for wide receivers. We brought in another veteran. Everything you've wanted. And, oh, by the way, you can go home and take a bath in money. Everything you wanted, you got. What is this mutual diva crap? Like, oh, my God, fawn all over me. Shut up. You keep talking about the mutual want. They did everything you wanted them to do. You're the best that I've ever seen. You're one of the most talented quarterbacks ever to take a snap. And I have defended this guy over and over and over for postseason losses when this team shouldn't even have been there. 2014, that wasn't Rodgers. He didn't have a great game, but that wasn't Rodgers. That was Bostic. That was Julius Peppers. That was a numerous myriad of things in which that, the, the, those decisions lost that game. 
They had no business being in Atlanta for an NFC championship game. Had it not been for a guy on one leg with a bad calf throwing a pass to Jared Cook on the sideline that was pinpoint accurate, he got him there. He got him there. San Francisco, they had no business being in that, that NFC championship game. They weren't that good of a football team. But he got him there. And then the defense sucked. Mostert ran wild. So for everybody to compare Rodgers and NFC Championship games and wins and losses, it's unfair. I've defended that. But when your team's needed you the most in the last three straight years, doing it the way you wanted to do, you walked off the field and your offense sucked. The play calling sucked. The offense sucked. The accuracy sucked. Everything sucked. It wasn't a defense. They could have helped a little bit more down the stretch in the game against Detroit, but the last three years, in perfect conditions, you walked off a of Lambeau Field a loser. And yet, we want to do it your way. We have to do it your way. You can win with these guys. And then you say, I can win another MVP. Who cares? I don't care about MVPs. What we care about in Green Bay is getting back to a Super Bowl while the legacy of two back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks lives strong. That's it. 30-plus years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. 30-plus years. Two Super Bowls, three appearances. That's it. You should have been to more. You should have been able to win in 2014. I agree with you. You should have been able to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're the one that didn't run it in. You're the one that wasn't on the same page with your head coach. Your head coach, granted, that's a whole other story, but you weren't weren't on the same page. The way that offense played last year against San Francisco, that was embarrassing. It was bad. And your head coach didn't have the cojones to change things back to the way they were offensively prior to those guys coming back and that week leading up to it. Everything set up. The snow globe, the week off, the rest, everything set up. But you're the leader of this team. And this whole thing about mutual diva, I need to be loved and I need to come. Stop it. You are the epitome of what you despise. It's a joke. You are no better than Brett Favre at the end of his career waffling back and forth, wanting the adulation, wanting to walk through the tunnel again, wanting 80,000 to stand up and scream for you. And that's fine. I th- Look, that's great. That's, that's a high and an adrenaline rush I will never know. And I can only imagine how that can become addicting. But don't be a hypocrite. You can't take all the money and say you want everybody to be paid. You can't waffle and say everybody else needs to be signed and I need to be taken care of. And I don't want to be a part of this. And I Yes, you have the power. But use your power for good. If you committed right now and said, Brian, let's do this. Let's run it back. I want to do this, 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 and this. Let's get these guys in. Let's work on next year. You have the power. And instead, you want to pontificate and be like the girl that you're asking to the prom who's going to hang out and keep saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, until either one or two things happen. You're pathetic enough as a team to stand there and go, well, just let me know. And then when the music starts outside the gymnasium, you're standing there hoping the, hoping the girl shows up for the prom. Because if your team moves on, they look like idiots. Or maybe they just had enough of your crap. And it also, by the way, cripples the team. Do, do you care? No, because it's not about the money, right? 877 867 1670. 877 867 1670.
That's the truth. All of that's the truth. He has been an incredible quarterback. He has been unbelievable when it comes to surgical-esque form and accuracy. It has been absolutely a 100% pleasure to watch. But the diva, the selfish, the almost swore right there, almost swore. The BS has to stop because it's cowardly at this point. 877-867-1670. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good Wednesday to you. Glad to be here. Hey, don't forget, coming up tonight, we're going to be back on the road. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle, myself, Mike Clemens. The roundtable is back, and it's uh, 6 to 8 tonight. Going to be at the Root River Center. Looking forward to that, as we do each and every week. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Network. So glad uh, to get this next gentleman on the program. It's been uh, far too long since we've had a chance to chat. Uh, our good friend of the show, which is Kevin Harlan, now joining us. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Bill, I'm great. Good to hear your voice. Of course, I listen to it all the time anyway when we're up there and Spending about half the year up in Wisconsin, but uh, great to hear from you and wonderful to be on. Thank you for the invitation. No, my pleasure and so glad you're here. So let's, you know, start off with uh, obviously what's close to home, and that is the Green Bay Packers. And the season did not end the way we wanted it to. We certainly wish we were playing last weekend. So give me your thoughts just on uh, the season itself and what you saw going all the way back to camp until the way the season culminated. Well, um, I mean, clearly – yourself and the other great reporters that cover that team have have delved into this in every possible angle. And from a distance, it just appeared that um, you lose a playmaker like Adams and it just, he tilted the, the field so much toward him and that your second option, whoever it might be out of the backfield or otherwise, um, you know, was, was this year propelled to be, your number one guy and and I, I don't know I mean it just you, you lose someone like that you just can't replace them and and the Sammy Watkins thing you could just sense that with the injuries and even though he was a veteran it was not gonna come close to filling it up listen Kansas City lost Tyreek Hill but they had gone out and signed Juju Smith-Schuster they had gone out and signed a name receiver they had gone out and and tried to fill but I think Mahomes would be the first to tell you in Kansas City, as other quarterbacks would tell you when you lose a weapon that that incredible, that it takes a while for everyone to move over a seat. And now if you're two, you're number one. If you're number three, you're number two and on and on. And then with the Packers, you mix in a couple rookies who you're hoping, you know, have some kind of wherewithal and pick it up quickly and, you know, maybe catch on the, the Justin Jefferson feel as a rookie and, and, and uh, Jamar Chase at Cincinnati, and it just wasn't there until later in the season when, you know, when, when you know, they begin to show a little bit more. Watson begins to, to put his imprint. But the trust that, that Aaron has with his receivers and putting everybody on the same page uh, becomes a pretty dominant point with that offense. And if it's not going, it, the, the trickle-down effect, I think, is disruptive to your team. So even though it was one guy at one position, and and but it was a, it was a pretty important guy, and with that you 
you find that it goes to other layers and kind of drifts throughout your team. So it's, it's unfortunate what they went through, and you just hate to have a year with a Hall of Fame quarterback that goes unrewarded and you don't check that box. Yep, we did everything we could, and here we are. But the cap says you can't go out and spend a bunch. There was not a deal out there that appealed to the front office. They thought they could develop these kids perhaps quicker than they did, and they did develop, but just maybe not as quick and as successfully as as they wanted, and the quarterback is frustrated, and then you try to finish strong, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's hard to continue digging out of that hole, and, and that's kind of where they found themselves. Now you enter an offseason where you probably don't have a great deal of clarity who the quarterback's going to be. I'm hoping he comes back. I think there's still enough there. I'd like to think they'll either draft or get somebody that will, again, aid that position. Because I think when he's happy and that part of the offense is working, it affects the whole team. And I thought that was the major problem this season. Um, I'm going to ask you one more Packers-related question, and then I'll move on to the rest of the NFL because I've got a a lot of things on my mind. But uh, I I wanted to – for a guy that grew up around this organization, you listen to it, you eat it, you breathe it like every Wisconsinite does – is the organization just – did they just kind of back themselves into a really tough situation with all of this and all of this drama and just because of the timeliness of Jordan Love? Are we just Do we go back to that and just go, this whole thing just kind of blew up all because of that? You've got to have one eye on what you've got and make sure that you're doing everything to help him be as good as he can be. And then your other eye is on, you know, who's going to take his place because we're clearly on the clock and the window's closing, and what are we going to be left with? Uh, we've taken a number one, and we've put it in this backup, and is he showing enough that we feel confident, like we did when Aaron replaced Brett, that that is the answer? And to me, for Rodgers to follow Favre is like almost a one-in-a-lifetime make. You know what I mean? Like, like, like mm-hmm. right. who, who could have thought? He would sit that long and then flourish as he has. And he'd have two back-to-back Hall of Fame. That just doesn't happen. It just doesn't. So to expect that to be a third time with Jordan coming in and replacing Rodgers becomes like, oh, man, we're, we are really we're, – we're hoping against hope almost that it's going to happen for a third time. I don't think anyone's putting that kind of pressure on him. But when the story is written and that's what you're following, you know, that expectation is pretty high. And you've got to make sure you cover your bases. I, I think they have the, the, the contract of Aaron clearly. But listen, every team with a big quarterback is facing the same thing. Every team with a $50 million, $40 million, $39 million quarterback has got the same cap implications that the Packers are dealing with right now. And that's that's kind of the rub, isn't it? Like like how like Baltimore's going through this right now with, with Lamar Jackson. Do we pay him that kind of money when he's been injured two consecutive years? You know, he, he makes a mm-hmm. difference, but do we know he's gonna become that guy? And 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 that's what they're going through right now. So I I, I don't know. You know, this is a complicated thing with, with him. And and not that he's necessarily making it that way, because I think he's as good as he's been. It's just that you just don't have a lot of resource to put around him 
and and they got caught a little bit. I mean, you just didn't have a receiver that really mm-hmm. you could see the way secondaries and defense, the back end was playing that offense. They 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 did not have any fear about what they're going out there. With Adams, because he is who he is, you know, he, he changes that game just dramatically and then opens it up for other guys. And that's and that's what they didn't have. And they were a little bit revealed and it just it, it just happens. They it, 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 it just became what it became. But I, I don't know that that they're, they're in a corner. I, I think the philosophy is there. I think I trust the process. And you're just in a unique situation with saying goodbye to one and hello to another. And how do you make that work? They went through it before. It was a little bit messy with Brett when he left. They got something in return. He was gone. Aaron had a wide-open landscape to go on. And, and we've seen what he's done over these last 14, whatever it's been, years. And as a starter and and that's been great but can it happen again and and boy i don't know boy, right i mean that's I mean, you know him, mm-hmm. bill i mean my gosh right. i i don't know if we've seen enough to know that he's the guy i think with aaron i think they knew i think they knew that yeah he's fine and when they went to brett in, in march of that year that was supposedly his last year and he came in for the for the retirement announcement i think they felt like uh, you know we may be pushing this a little bit ourselves but but it's the right thing to do because the kid is ready. Rogers, I don't mm-hmm. know that they're in that same frame of mind right now. Ted was there. It was a different regime. I don't know that it's the same now. I think they feel like, yeah, Rogers has a lot left. You know, you know, like, like, but it, and we don't know if the kid is ready. I, I think that's kind of where they stand, and I think that's a tough place to be. I listen to you guys do the games and, and you know, marvel at uh, terrific plays and obviously the teams that are still in the postseason, but the average age of the quarterback right now is 25.4 years old I know it. it's playing amazing. in the postseason. It's, it's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. So uh, with everything that's transpired and obviously Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy, uh, you know, it, it, what an incredible postseason to be a part of to watch the young guns kind of take over a little bit. We might see right now with Brady going down – are we looking at the changing of the guard? I don't know if it's going to be as good as the guard that just left with the Rogers and the Brady's and the Roethlisberger's and before that Manning. And, you know, and, you know, some of the uh, Philip rivers, like some of these historically good quarterbacks, will this group fill in? I guess they will. I think we all adjust our, our, our line of sight and our minds and our frame of reference with what we're looking at right now. Mahomes is generational. Allen, I think is on that track. Um, you know, Russell Wilson probably is now entered a, a twilight zone because we thought he was, and and clearly there are some things there that that maybe say uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. And uh, and then you go down the line. Um, th- there'll always be quarterbacks that emerge. There there always will be. I think Burrow is in that. I think he is in that. You know, four thousand again for him. He's probably in that conversation. I don't think Daniel Jones is. Cousins is probably lost in purgatory that way. We don't really know where he goes. Prescott and and Cousins basically have the same numbers. Dak is never criticized. Cousins is constantly criticized. I mean, like we're kind of in that weird transitional time. But did we feel this way when Rivers and Manning and Roethlisberger left and and Brady is soon to go and Aaron is within a couple years? We clearly know that. Like, Like, were we feeling like this was the next generation when all of them were 10 years younger? I think we did with Brady because he was winning. I think we thought that with Rodgers because he had just come off the, the Super Bowl win over Pittsburgh in, in, in Texas. So, like, like I, I, I think we've got it. I, I think there, there's a next generation that will emerge, and, 
And, and uh, you know, Tua may become a casualty because of health, and he may not realize what we thought we saw at the beginning of the season and be able to continue it because of some issues. I think we're all hoping that he does. But it, it's uh, the, the oldest starting quarterback in the AFC of these remaining teams is, is, is Mahomes, and he's 25. So you get Trevor Lawrence, and he's just a couple years in the league, and, boy, he's, his, his quarterback rating over the last two months was the best in the NFL. He was, he was the best quarterback in the league over November and December when they were winning five games to get to where they are right now, the divisional round. So it's, it's, um, it, always, it always works its way around. The Purdy story came out of the blue. I don't think anybody saw it. And, and he's got a coach that's put him in a position, as Dable has done with Jones in New York. They've put those quarterbacks in a position not to do things that they know they cannot do. And they run Jones, and it, it's an intermittent intermediate passing it's a couple of long balls but it's a trusted offense and he's so incredible it just shows in his body language in new york with dable and i think the same is what shanahan has done with purdy in san francisco they put him in an offense that that is workable for them like it, it matches where their football development is at this stage it may increase it may you know continue to compound but right now it's like at a perfect level and, and, I, and I think that's the genius of these coaches. With Matt and, and Aaron, like it's an, it's an unlimited stealing. Like just let's like, and I think with Reed and Mahomes in Kansas City, it's unlimited. Like just you're only limited by the size of your imagination. And, and so you've you got quarterbacks at different stages with coaches that feel more comfortable doing this and doing that. I think across the board, any of those systems will work. And it just happens to be who turns it over less, who commits the fewest mistakes, and who can kind of stay the course and play within what they do. And I think that's kind of the, that, the resounding theme of the teams that remain uh, in this divisional round of the playoffs. Hey, real quick, before I let you go, Kevin, uh, I want to take you back Monday night, uh, January 2nd, uh, Buffalo and Cincinnati at Paycor Stadium in the Queen City, and Mar Hamlin goes down, something like we have never witnessed before. Seeing that there... Uh, give me your thoughts uh, on all of that and what not only uh, you were witnessing like the rest of the world, but also what the NFL itself went through. Well, first of all, I, the league, I think, needs to be commended for just how prepared they are for those instances. And we all know that 60 to 90 minutes before every game in every stadium, every week of the NFL season, there is a group of, of trauma doctors, EMTs, paramedics on on staff at those stadiums ready to act with whatever may happen now usually we see what happened the guy goes down it's a knee it's 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 maybe a, it's a, he's been concussed we really don't know and so initially you thought that but in, as you later find out as quickly as those athletic trainers got out there and began to perform you know pumping the chest getting the aed equipment uh the defibrillators uh, putting the mask on so that the brain would not lose oxygen, getting the IV in, like all these things, those four steps, but within about 10 seconds of that assistant athletic trainer for the Bills getting out there, the kid's unresponsive and there's no pulse, he began to pump. And because he began to commit to do CPR on that kid, he saved his life because he was dead. And those those people and what they – it didn't matter if he was in the Cleveland Clinic at Mayo, at Freighter, he, he was – he was getting the best care possible at that time. All these athletic trainers are trained in all these arts of CPR, heart start, you know, all, all this stuff. Like they're almost doctors themselves. 
Um, in fact, in, in a lot of ways, th- th- they are equal to that. And then you've got all the, the medical people on each side, and they converge, and they came up with and in literally split-second timing that saved that kid's life. And now he's out of the hospital, he's back home, he's visiting his team, and, and, and who knows what the prognosis is. We've not been allowed to look into that chapter, but it, it's, it's stunning. But at the time, no, you don't know. And you, and, but when, the, when, when they back up the ambulance, you're thinking, all right, neck, it's spine. It, 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 it's, we did not even think about that until we're about 10 minutes in, and they say yep, CPR has been performed like, you know, holy cow. Like, this is something different. So you report mm-hmm. what you see. But but you do it with a with a, a, a tenor to your voice um, of of reverence for the for the situation, respect for the situation, and you report what you see. But it was it was different for sure. It was a it was a once in a lifetime event for a reporter covering it, and uh, and hopefully we don't see it again for another 51 years because the last time it happened was at Tiger Stadium in 1971. And by the way, the Lions after that game when Hughes died on the field. In 1971, their next game was at Green Bay, and I think it was a Monday night game at Lambeau Field. And I remember being on the sideline as a ball boy, and just it was a, it was a weird it because we all knew that Chuck Hughes had died the week before. It was a weird it was a weird feeling. It was different, and it was 50 what 50 51 years ago. So mm-hmm. it shows you how long it's been since something this traumatic has happened. And I thought the NFL handled it brilliantly as, as they usually do and they've prepared for these things and it showed kevin it's always a pleasure to talk to you i look forward to seeing you maybe we get a chance to get together at some point out in uh, arizona when we head out for super bowl and everybody convenes Let's do it. the best two Let's teams are there buddy I, it's always great to talk to you best of luck to you and then we'll talk to you when we get to arizona okay thank you so much bill take care love your show i listen i'm a i'm a regular listener never call but i always listen and enjoy your great work and professionalism. But thanks, <laughs> thanks for being on. It was it was a lot of fun. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. There you go. The great Kevin Harlan joining us for a couple of minutes. Westwood One, CBS, obviously the Packers uh, preseason uh, television play-by-play. It, 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 he is just the best. Uh, you get a chance to listen to him on Westwood One Monday Night Football. Calls usually the biggest games out of the, uh, the NFL and just a uh, fantastic voice. And then obviously does so much when it comes to the NBA, uh, you know, obviously the, uh, the the NCAA tournament as well, but just such good stuff coming from our buddy Kevin Harlan. Man, man, good stuff. So we got to get him on more. Holy mackerel, we got to get him on more. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at New Mail Medical, and I talked about it yesterday. I had quite a few people that called apparently, but they have now what they call you know, like fitness or health in a box, and uh, they've completely revamped a lot of the things they were doing and made them better when it came to the all-in-one weight loss program. And it's out, and it's now, and uh, all you got to do is call 414-455-ANYWHERE, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Get a hold of my friends over at the New Mel Medical Center, and they can help you out. Whether it's ED, erectile dysfunction, low T, if you're kind of moody, kind of sluggish over the age of 30, you want to get your numbers checked, or you're getting into the new year, you want to start out, you know, being healthier. And this allows you to eat a little bit more, uh, kind of do a few more things, but it's very made up upon the chemicals of your body. And it's amazing, amazing. So get a hold of my friends over at the New Mel Medical Center. Want to drop some pounds, look better. T-shirt weather, we know it's only a few months away, right? Hopefully. Uh, get a hold of them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mel Medical Center. Your reaction coming up next. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.